Hello! Hi, everybody! Welcome to your morning cup with iBenz Academy. I'm Ashley. And I'm Kara. And here at iBenz Academy, we are very focused on connection and creating community. So some of the things we've been looking at the last few weeks is this dynamic of group energy. We've been talking about it a lot at iBenz Academy, and there's, in general, you know, uh, we'll say a pattern of lightworkers being lone wolves. (laughs) (laughs) No way. I know, it's a shocker. Uh, And we have zero experience with that, right? Like, we don't know anything about being lone wolves, right, Ash? (laughs) Yeah, and I think as the iBands Academy, that's one of the pieces we've really been focus on in the classes and workshops we've created is to create an environment that puts us as students of the IBEN's empowerment method. And creating community as students, like doing it together. Stepping out of the lone wolf and being connected, doing it together. Because we're so much more powerful when we do stuff together and it can be anything, right? But especially when we're learning these empowerment tools and putting them into practice together oh my gosh it's amazing we're so much more effective and and powerful and it's just kind of more fun right oh it's way more fun (laughs) yeah so through this we were talking about this um this perspective of looking at groups stepping out of the lone wolf becoming a high frequency healthy group and there's many of those right you know for those of You who are listening, you probably heard us say multiple times and Anelia Ben say, find your tribe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we've created tribes through uh, the courses, the workshops that we have. But we've also seen the, let's say, challenges Mm -hmm. and the the growing pains that come up along the way with that. Yeah, it feels like we have a lot of resistances to connecting with others and I guess for good reason, right? If you look back in the last however many thousands of years of the dark light paradigm, it's been like a survival tactic to be lone wolf, right? And Nelia Benz has talked a lot about this. But now, you know, we're, we're moving out of that. But we might still have these programs around connection as a result. So how how do we move into that new energy, that healthy group dynamic of connection? And what can we do about it? Right. Well, as we looked at this, there's so many different tribes we're a part of. Like so before many. this, before we started recording, we we're talking about this and that, right? There's the Shaman Shack community. There's Ivan's Academy. There's Fossil Beach. Walk with me now. Walk with me now, and and so many more <laughs> groups that we're a part of. Subgroups and groups. Subgroups like, and groups. Like Second Life and language classes on Walk with Me Now. Yeah, the Gaia contract. Yeah. So through that, it's been a learning process of being in a group, um, stepping out of the I, me, and myself, stepping into we, us, and our. And even between you and I, right? Mm. Collaborating together, doing work together. We found personal struggles or blocks or (laughs) barriers to it. Um, And we've we've had some experience, I guess, in the last several years of moving out of those Mm -hmm. and dropping the low-frequency programs that keep us separated. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can look at some of that today as a case study. Yeah, and it's so helpful to map to others and hear through other people's stories and a big aspect of 
community is also like learning from each other, right? And our strength is your strength. And, you know, we've been through a lot of experiences together um, just throughout the last 10 years, studying Anelia Benz's work, being members of Walk With Me Now, and all the various experiences we've had. So we thought it'd be cool to share some of our learnings with with us, the, the audience, because, you know, it might be helpful. There might be some situations you're seeing right now. Um, and we like to give practical tools or use the tools in a practical way um, since, you know, Inelia Benz's method of empowerment is so incredible, but it's no good if you don't put it into practice. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we wanted to share some of some of our experiences, because it hasn't always been pretty. <laughs> <laughs> the first one that comes to mind is between you and I. I oh, think. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh because when Karen and I first met, it was at the Shaman Shack for a retreat. Even before then. Cause oh, we were- yeah. It happened on Walk With Me Now. We met. But without <laughs> going into, like, the whole minutia of it all, but we essentially just had, like, firewalls and... Um, blocks to connecting and yeah. pretty much we're getting triggered by one another left, left and right. Left and right, like oil and water mixing. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> every time we'd interact it was kind of like a huffiness afterwards. <sighs> like, I can't believe she said that. So frustrating. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Very much ego, ego triggers mm-hmm. happening. Um, but it was hilarious though because for those who don't know, um, Kara and Ashley, Kara and I, um, people call us Cash, and we actually have the same birth date. Mm-hmm. Um, two years, three years apart, three years uh, apart. Three years, But I the think. same day, um, month and, and day of the month. And then we have a number of things that are in common between us. It's a long story. We'll save it for another podcast. But Ashley and I have had a long experience of being twins over lifetimes. <laughs> yes. Hence why people call us cash. Yes. And get us confused all the all time. All the time. Which is funny because I don't think we're actually confusing. Like we're we're very different. Our styles are different. We look different. We have some similarities. And yet. But people get us confused all, all the, time. the time. I get called Kara almost every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Larry and Elia like constantly mix us up. It's hilarious. It's not even just them, but yes, they do. Definitely. We make it difficult for them to keep us straight, but that's why now we've got, there's cash. Yep. We make it easy. Cause we've worked through a lot of these, so, these blocks to connect. Exactly. And even just that name of Kara and Ashley, when you join the names together, that that's like our nickname for us is cash, right? Uh, minimizing that separation. But it was not always that way. <laughs> no, right. And that's the whole thing is that um, we we saw the barriers. We saw the firewalls. We, we observed the triggers. And through it, we had to show up responsibly or we made the choice mm-hmm. rather to show up responsibly. And it was super easy when I was like, oh, that Kara, man, you know, she just annoys me or she just da 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 da, whatever it is. Right. And it's like point my fingers at you. And all the reasons, it could be anything, right? Like, she put her shoes on wrong that day. Um, It didn't matter. It was ridiculous. (laughs) So once we stepped into being, I would say, responsible and diligent in how we were engaging and empowered in that, we stepped out of blaming. Mm -hmm. And we were able to process our triggers, Mm -hmm. our firewalls, and move out of that. Right. Able to connect. Yeah. One of the things Inelia has said is that when you're triggered, 100% of the time, 
you're making it about you, the ego. <laughs> yeah. Or if someone else is triggered, 100% of the time, it's not about you. So if I get triggered about something, you know, that's my stuff. That's my programs running. Actually, if whoever did the thing that triggered me is actually irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Because if I didn't have those programs running, it wouldn't, you know, run. It wouldn't stick. But because it's there's something inside me that is low frequency or sticky or I haven't processed, it gets activated. And that's what the trigger is all about. So even just blaming this, you know, the act of blaming is so victim aggressor. And when we even just recognize in the moment of, oh, my God, my ego's like freaking out right now or I'm really pissed off or whatever it is, then it's, that in and of itself is like the first moment of taking back our power and being empowered in the sense of going, oh, right, yeah, this is my stuff. Okay, now what? Yeah. And that's that right there, right? It's being responsible and noticing and when you are becoming triggered and responding, making a choice immediately to how, how do we handle it? And that's where the IBENS method of empowerment and those tools really come into play. Uh, personally, doing the fear processing exercise and maybe instead of fear, if it's not fear, um, like let's say annoyance or anger, uh, frustration, replacing fear with those words or whatever it is we're experiencing. Um, and also doing the firewalls mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah. And also uh, the ego exercise for Essential 101. It's a oh, really, yeah. Really it's good one. Yeah. The Essential 101 course, the ego exercise. Yes. I think I've done that probably more than anything else <laughs> of all of the tools. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so we had to do all this stuff just to like literally talk to each other, let alone like mm-hmm. <laughs> collaborate together, be students together, live together, yeah, have a company together. Well, and how do we do that? Like, how do we go from a state where we were like, there's so many ways that we were kind of connected in like ways that we didn't plan, but then we also so many ways that we were like had that kind of repelling of between one another um, because of the oil and and water kind of dynamic. But then we became best friends, sisters, roommates, co-workers, <laughs> you know? Yep. And, um, Rides of Gaia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, why, yeah. right? And I think that's also another part that's important in this process is what's your why? Mm-hmm. And for me, with you um, – like, I know I, I talked about, like, the trigger part, but actually, like, I thought you were really cool. There were a lot of amazing things that you were doing and really interesting things. Um, and in those ways, like, we did get along. And we were very much similar in our approach and um, to being empowered and the things we wanted to do in our lives and experience and with the with the human collective. And then it... It was finding that why, that realizing, gosh, these aspects and the potential, these aspects of connection between us and the potential that we had was so worth it to be diligent and to process, to drop the low frequency stuff Mm -hmm. and um, move into a space where we could enjoy one another and we do, you know, I hang out with you more than I hang out with probably anybody else now, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, you know, thinking back before, even before we connected on, on Walk With Me Now, like, 
my group of friends at that point, I mean, this is what, circa 2010, 2012, let's say. I guess Walk With Me Now started, what, 2012 or 13 or something. But, um, you know, my circle of friends were so different. And they were not interested in self-empowerment or, you know, working on themselves. And, you know, that's fine. That's cool. Whatever. But now just looking at our tribes and both online and in the physical and and having this shared connection, the shared community of, of high frequency, it's just so life transformative, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have known it then, but it's just really cool to have people in your life where you can connect about the stuff, like being awake and aware and high frequency and sharing cool information and, it's just, it's just amazing. So yeah, going back to the why of like, you know, why connect, why process stuff, you know, in order to collaborate with others, other high frequency folks. It's like, because once you do, and once we did, mm-hmm. everything transformed. Oh, hundred percent. And it's so much more interesting. And, and so much more rich and beautiful. And fun. And, and yeah. it's just freaking awesome. So. Exactly. So worth it, right? Yeah. And I want, like, I think we talked about it really candidly about the the um, triggers we had or the firewalls. And we were very responsible, very diligent. And through that, we've just completely gone leaps and bounds I would say that we're in our relationship but we've been able to apply those methods and those tools to other groups like for example we also were part of the um brooms of Gaia so the brides and grooms of Gaia and writing the Gaia contract and that was like I mean that honestly I look back at it I'm like holy smokes how did we do that (laughs) do you want to give a synopsis what that process was like yeah, and before even that, um, if you're not familiar with it, the the Gaia contract is a power object that this group uh, co-created together back in 2019, and it's a blueprint of what does it mean, what does it actually look like to proactively embody the new paradigm and be high frequency, and it's really about this relationship between you the individual the singular and Gaia so it's a very specific focus on that relationship and we we thought it would be um, important to uh, write a contract just so that we could make the language and rules of engagement essentially super clear (laughs) and actionable um so that's kind of like what the guy contract is about definitely check it out one of those gosh if only there is like a manual (laughs) manual. how do we we behave in a high frequency way on this planet oh well maybe we could create that yes and (laughs) now you you can go read it and and so it it really was a tool a co-creative tool for the human collective which also does include gaia and a way to proactively use the tools and and have that experience. So that's what it's about. But it's not like we did it overnight. (laughs) No, I mean, it was nine months where we we essentially everybody met at a workshop or retreat, excuse me. And it was nine months of meeting every Saturday 
yeah. and working on each clause mm-hmm. of the contract. And like we dug deep. We mm-hmm. were like every word defining, examining, mm-hmm. discussing and what's essential um, to be included. And is this clear? And can we get it clear and resonance and dissonance? Mm-hmm. So it was really in depth. It was intense too. And yeah. with people all over the world, yeah. different time zones. Culture, language. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and the group that co-created this, we all got together at a retreat, the Shaman Shack, and it was 2019, wasn't it? 2018, so. Something around yeah. there. And one of the things we were looking at that retreat was what – what does a healthy group look like? <laughs> what does that even mean? That idea was so foreign at the time. Like this was before you know, I had shared anything about the lone wolf or well, maybe not anything. But <laughs> before we ever heard <laughs> it. Before we ever heard <laughs> it. probably said it, but we never heard it. That's true. That does happen. Yeah. <laughs> if you're new to Inelia's work, um, yeah, it, she has to repeat stuff a lot because yeah. we don't, it doesn't always stick. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we went into depth about exploring, like, what does that look like? What does that mean? And then we decided as a group, okay, maybe we can, like, write this down, you know, and co-create something as a group to explore those energies of, of being a high-frequency group. But, yeah, it was – it took some work, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, these are all people who have lives. They have jobs. They have families. Mm-hmm. They have – other interests and hobbies and all these things, but we we committed. Yeah. We we really um, stayed diligent. We through that. I think that was a huge learning experience to step into, and it was an interesting progression to see like the again the the firewalls or the blocks that might come into play when connecting as a high frequency group but how we responded together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, even once that project was complete, it's like it went through its natural course, mm-hmm. right? It's like we came together for this project. There was that energy, that motivation, that commitment. And then when we completed the project, the group evolved mm-hmm. and transformed. And we actually expanded and more people joined, right? We expanded on Walk With Me Now and more people joined the the Guild of Gaia. and And then... Um, now we even just, our connection is, um, very fluid. Mm -hmm. We're still connected. We still get together, but in much more fluid way because we don't have quite the same project (laughs) we're working on. Yeah. It, it, we found that it really helps to have a clear why to creating a, a group dynamic and our why for this group was very specific of we want to create this contract. So it was a very clear project and we were engaged, we were committed, and it helped keep the focus in mm-hmm. a lot of ways of like just what are we talking about today and how are we working through this? Very practical things, right? But as you said, Ash, when things were complete, when the project was complete, the nature of our group shifted. Some folks were like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, it's cool. I'm going to go do other things. Nope, I'm not interested in doing Gaia contract updates. It's like, okay, yep, that's cool. Others were like, yeah, yeah, I still, I'm interested. I'm going to keep doing this. And so it's important to recognize, I feel that, you know, uh, you know, we're all adults, especially as we are figuring out how to gel as a group or maybe completing a project as a group recognizing that 
you know, we all have free will and we're here because we're inspired. It's not out of like obligation. Yes. It's about like a shared commitment and you can always change your mind. Right. And it's like, you know, if you don't want to participate, then don't. No one's going right. to force you. That's not <laughs> the new paradigm. Right. We're all here out of mutual inspiration and shared connection and resonance and high frequency. And it's like, if that doesn't resonate, then that's fine. You can go to something else and it's cool. No yeah. hard feelings, right? And I think that to add to that, the that energy of being proactive, mm-hmm. right? Um, that was key as well because people showed up and took lead on different aspects of the project at different times. Sometimes that the lead was kind of evolve, revolving between different people or... Um, depending on superpowers and skill sets. And I know even for us, when we when we created iBen's Academy, that was a learning dynamic as well, where um, shifting that perspective where iBen's method was created by Anelia Benz, the tools of empowerment were created by Anelia Benz, the body of work of iBen's Academy is based on these iBen method tools. And coming into that as founders, it was very much a dynamic of shifting out of the, okay, so Anelia, mm-hmm. what do we do? <laughs> How do we do this? Tell us what to do. Wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into, yeah, into that proactive. Okay, so this is what we need to do. This is what I see, or this is what I'm doing, or not even have a conversation. Let's just start doing, mm-hmm. right? And learning in that way of um, being proactive. Yeah, it's such so, an important energy of that, even just that state of being in empowerment. It's like when you're empowered, like we have power, right? And what do we do with that chi and why? And this whole thing about what Ina has shared for years is the new paradigm. No one's going to bring it to you, right? No one's going to save you. It's not a location. It's something that we actively create, that we co-create. And this is why it's so important to work with others because it's not just on you an individual a singular to figure it all out right it's we create the new paradigm and that's why finding our tribes the high frequency connections and creating inspirational projects new structures you know that's something we do together we're not in isolation and we can't create in a passive way just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. It's a proactive energy. Yeah. And it's been interesting as we've tapped into those energies as a collective. Um, and when I say that, meaning it's not just Iben's Academy tapping into that. I know Anelia's work has really focused on that healthy group and that structure and the dynamics of it. And I'm Walk With Me Now even looking at the groups that have formed within Walk With Me Now and the proactivity, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I mentioned earlier today when Kara and I were talking about this was I'm a part of so many different projects right now. Honestly, I don't even think I could tell you like how many because there's <laughs> just so many. I have no idea. But I know like I'm I'm a part of them and thank goodness for Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really, it, it's just been so cool and interesting and fun to be a part of these groups and at the same time as an individual a part of a group 
not only being aware of what's the group's why, but my why in the process has been really helpful because sometimes my why isn't a, a strong enough why to continue. Right. 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 Or sometimes my why is a why that I can share and inspires others mm-hmm. to to participate. So it's not being there just to be there and just to, you know, fear of missing out, let's say. Or FOMO. <laughs> yeah. It's being there and being proactive, yeah. being engaged. And how am I contributing to our group? How am I contributing to this project? How am I contributing to our community? Right. What strengths can we give to our group? Right? Yeah. Because our strengths are a strength and your strengths are a strength. And for me personally, I've had to overcome a lot of resistances to connecting, whether it's between you and I or even just other groups and participation. And honestly, like I'm an introvert, you know, <laughs> it's not exactly a, my immediate uh, natural state to just be social and extroverted and all these things. It's like a learned thing in a lot of ways, but it also helps when I recognize just like who I am and being okay with that. And also seeing like, where are the resistances and firewalls and processing those? Cause a lot of the resistances that have come up, whether it's was working on the Gaia contract or forming groups and walk with me now or forming parts of IBA, like there's an important step that I think, and this is true of many programs. Um, but if we feel a trigger or a resistance, you know, we get curious about it and go, oh, why is that there? Hmm, what's, why am I super resistant to like joining this call on a Saturday or, you know, joining this, you know, group on Telegram and, you know, and sometimes it's because there's something really, really cool on the other side Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the programs, the low frequency programs I have running are putting those in place to stop me, to keep a disempowered or limitation in place and then seeing that it's like oh okay that's one thing and then other times it's just like yeah I'm not that interested honestly I'd rather put my focus somewhere else you know and that's okay so if a resistance comes up it might not always be one thing or the same thing for every group like one resistance for me was you know just my why wasn't strong enough. I didn't really want to be proactive because the project wasn't interesting enough. Whereas others, like the Gaia contract, it was so interesting and so cool that I think like it was a human collective firewall (laughs) of like, whoa, this is some big work that we're doing in the sense of co-creating something new that could have a huge impact on, uh, on the planet. And so, you know, the energies can shift and change and using a lot of the the tools can help you identify like what is it and Mm -hmm. work through it or drop it or you know keep it if you want so at least then you've got choices exactly always have a choice yep exactly conscious choices yeah conscious choice yep uh one thing i think i've seen across the board in all the groups we've been a part of and even in our relationship and so every, all the dynamics of stepping out of the lone wolf and moving into connection, um, there's a, I would say personally as a workaholic, and <laughs> I know you are too, we're getting outed if anybody didn't guess, we're workaholics. <laughs> <laughs> but as a workaholic, my approach to the groups and connection was, has been 
predominantly focused on work. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's been a learning process too to not just make it work and to also enjoy people and have fun. Mm-hmm. I remember when we started doing that with the the Guild of Gaia with the brooms started having more fun connection calls as well. And for me personally, it was very frustrating because it's like, we have all this work to do. We're not doing it. And people just want to hang out and and draw cards, you know, like (laughs) ego, right? Ego. And when I started stepping into um, embracing that experience and going for the connection and how are we connecting? And this is another opportunity to connect in a high-frequency way. It's so enjoyable and so enriching. And for somebody who's a workaholic, it's actually also really nice. <laughs> it's like a breath of fresh air to have that different experience without an agenda, without a time timetable that we had to stick to, mm-hmm. without like being productive, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really nice. And I think that also, like balancing the work and balancing that fun and connection um, really created a great opportunity for us to continue to move forward and not get like burnt out Mm -hmm. or, um, distracted. Totally. Yeah. It feels like there's no one size fits all approach to like, how does a group function in a healthy way? Cause even with them, when we were creating the Gaia contract, there was an evolution and Mm -hmm. the group created roles as the group was evolving so when we were having a lot of proactive work meetings, you know, we realized, oh, wow, we need to, like, document what we're saying. So someone stepped up to take notes and another person put together the recordings because sometimes we'd have to revisit or folks couldn't make it. And it, it did become structured in a lot of ways. But then we also felt like, actually, it's really important to, like, connect and see how life is going and <laughs> draw cards and get insights from Gaia in a different way. And And so the group evolved to have you know, those superpowers um, be utilized too. And it shifted. So didn't we have like one Saturday was a work call, the next Saturday was an entourage call, right? Um, Exactly. And things like that. And and it's, you know, it evolved and allowing that evolution to happen is, it feels important. Right. Like allow that flexibility, allow the group to, express what it needs to express and to evolve and uh, support and be supported in the ways that it needs at that time. Yep. And it might not always be the same forever. And that's okay too, right? And to your point earlier, you know, a group is made up of individuals and each individual expresses differently and we're all adults. So coming into that perspective where there's, there's no expectations on people to, um, have to participate in a particular way, right? Um, yes, we want to be proactive. Yes, we're we're diligent and being responsible and empowered, and we have those kind of levels of engagement. But regarding that, not everybody needs to facilitate the call, right. or not everybody needs to take notes, and mm-hmm. not everybody is going to want to draw cards. And kind of take a look at things from a mystical perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So there has, there's got to be room that, to your point, there's not one size that fits all. Yeah, and it, it feels important too as individuals to be responsible and own our stuff as well. So for example, during the Gaia contract, especially the first few months, I would write it 
for the group. So there would be conversations happening of like, okay, let's add this, let's write this sentence, let's do this. And so actively typing, very focused work. And it was like that every week for a couple months. And then at some point, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I just, I just want to like sit back and talk. I don't want to have to type everything. And you know, that's kind of like a victim energy, right? And so I looked at that, I scanned it and I was like, okay, process that. So I did. And then the next week or something, I was like, hey, everyone. So I need help. I can't just do this. It feels like I'm doing this all on my own. Um, Can we do something different? And then immediately the group was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do it this week. Or, yeah, I can do it next week. And, yeah, I've been actually wanting to, but you seemed like you were really enjoying it. I didn't want to, like, interrupt your flow, you know. So there were a lot of assumptions and, you know, things that I had assumed about others that just weren't true. And But it was important to, like, not only own my stuff, but also to express, like, when we needed to change, change it up. And then actually after that happened, I felt like the energies totally shifted and became much more collaborative and dynamic and supportive and co-creative. And But it's that responsibility, right, of just even taking a moment to recognize in myself, oh, am I martyring myself right now? Huh. Okay. I'm going to look at that and process it. But it's not like I threw that on anyone else to fix for me, right? And that's an important part of being responsible in a group is being responsible for ourselves. Yeah. That reminds me of the emergency lecture series. Um, in lecture three, Anelia talks about communication and with family and, and especially right now, given the, the dynamics of the energies of what's happening on the planet and in the middle of the split. And she said that arguments happen due to a breakdown in communication. And that's, you know, if we're not communicating where we are with things or how we see things, or maybe we're communicating it, but in a very (laughs) aggressive or passive aggressive or just poor way, Mm -hmm. um, it's a really interesting thing to start taking a look at when you're in a group of how we're communicating or how are others perceiving our communications and just being proactive in that as well. Um, highly recommend that lecture. Uh, I mean, the whole series, but that lecture in particular, if that's something you're finding that maybe people are reacting in ways that are negative to what you're sharing, or maybe you're reacting negative to things that people are sharing, it's just enlightening to understand the different types of communication around physical body and verbal communication, energetic communication, mental communication, egoic communication. Mm -hmm. And then again, having the tools to be able to approach it in a way that's healthy and um, in a high frequency empowered way. So as we um, as we talked about this, I think we covered a lot of different mm-hmm. dynamics about the groups uh, groups and and connection and high frequency. And um, one other thing that we have coming up too for our one of one of our many tribes is here at the Shaman Shack community in the Olympic Peninsula of Washington State in the United States. We Every Sunday we meet and gather for a community meal. And the meal is shared. Everybody brings something to contribute in some way. And very just dynamic and fluid mm-hmm. in participation. But we recently also started uh, sitting in pure heart uh, together. 
So it's our pure heart expression. So you may have seen this in our newsletter or on Telegram as we've shared about it and explored what it means to be pure of heart. And you can look at both of those places to, to learn more. But essentially, we come together for one hour and that's the main objective. Mm-hmm. Everybody expresses it in a different way, but we're in silence. And we've invited the IBENS Academy community and tribe to join us. So at 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time in, uh, on Sundays every week, you are invited to join us. So in your home, maybe you create a, a nice space, comfortable space, sitting in the expression of your pure heart essence and um, join in, tap into our community as we do this as well together. It's a great way to be proactive and connecting with your global tribe in high frequency. And it just feels really good. It does. <laughs> it's super cool. So we'll see you there. Yeah. All right. And one um, just note here here first. We're really excited. Last weekend, we started recording again. <laughs> so we had Analia in the recording studio. And we've created one more lecture to add to the emergency lecture series. So it's a special edition lecture series now. Um, it's a year and a half later, right? So it, we thought it, it's a great time to not only reflect on the, the tools and practical steps that Nelia shared in the emergency lecture series, but also what's different and what's the same. So lecture six... It's all about the jab. It's all about the jab. (laughs) That's what it's called. Yeah. And and it's also looking at like what's to come, Mm -hmm. right? What do we do now? And um, so we're really excited because we are going to be releasing that lecture soon. Um, Here at IBEDS Academy, we are also about, all about course completion (laughs) and and community and connection. And so in that, we are working on creating a way for us to do this the emergency lecture series together um, and including some Q&A sessions with Anelia. So we're super excited for that. Again, more to come. Stay tuned. You can sign up for our newsletter at ibensacademy.com or you can also follow our telegram at ibensacademy <laughs> and um, we'll keep you all posted on that as it, as it becomes available. It's going to be awesome. It is. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Thank you for joining us for this morning cup. Coffee, water, juice, tea, tea, (laughs) all the things that we have. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.